0: 1 John chapter 2 verses 1 to 6 My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin but if anyone does sin, we have one who speaks with the Father in our defence Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not only for our sins but also for the sins of the whole world We know that we have come to know Him if we obey His commands. The man who says I know Him but does not Do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we're in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. Okay, now just to start with, I want to talk about this bit. It says, We know that we have come to know him if we obey his command. We know that we have come to know. Is that a funny thing to say? We know that we have come to know. We have confidence in the truth that we know. Now, let's just say this, right? This hasn't happened, but I go to the library and I get out a book on heart surgery, right? And I read it very carefully and I learn step by step how to do a triple bypass. Okay? I understand where you've got a cut. I understand where you use the angle grinder and, and the other tools. and I, I right? You. would you trust me? What? I'm disappointed. I do have a knowledge. If you went to a heart surgeon, however, who's done this procedure many, many times, it's not just that as they go to do that operation, it's not just that they know what they're doing. They actually know that they know. They have a confidence in themselves because of what they know, don't they? you understand? That's the person you want doing the heart surgery, just let me tell you. Um, uh, if, if you were going for the first time, you'd probably have someone overseeing you, I would expect. I don't know, I've never been in the theatre. What he's saying here is, he says, we know that we know him. And when we know that we know him, we obey his commands. Now, I'm going to talk about that, commands in a, in a while, what that means. But we are comf- confident that we have a relationship with God through Jesus. And because we're confident that we have a relationship or we have fellowship with him, We live the Christian life, just as God's called us to live. In other words, the Christian life's not just about knowledge and principles and beliefs. It's also about action and work. If you know that Jesus has forgiven all your sin, you live in freedom, right? If you just know it and it doesn't come out in life, that would be very odd, wouldn't it? In fact, if if you said you knew it but it didn't come out in your life, the chances are you would have... Guilt and shame ruling over you still. You know, but you don't know that you know. If, if that's if that, using John's language, if we know that we have an advocate, Jesus, who stands—we read a minute ago—before before the Father, speaking in our defence because of his death on the cross, then that'll cause us to have confidence in the way we live. If we know the gospel that Jesus is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, then we know that we've been forgiven. And then will, we will live in it. You can't, you can't... Well, you can sort of have a knowledge, but if you actually know that you know the truth, you will live in it. You'll abide in it. You'll remain in it. In the Old Testament, if you read the prophets, when it says you don't know God, it says you don't know God because you're murder and you're lying and you commit adultery and you do all these horrible things. In other words, not knowing God is an action... And knowing God results in an action too. Okay. We know that we know him. Now, it's not just... So this is not talking about a knowledge sin, It's talking about we know that we know God. We know that we know Jesus. We know that we have a relationship with him. So this relationship's come. He, when he died on the cross, the, the, the temple curtain was torn in two from top to bottom. In other words, there is now no separation between us and God. We can have perfect fellowship. We can know God. We can be in a perfect covenant relationship with Him. The dividing wall has been taken down. There is nothing between us and the living God. Everything that stood between us and God has been taken away by Jesus once and for all. So we can have fellowship with Him. There's some good knowledge, isn't it? You have knowledge, and you have fellowship with God. And when we know that we know that we know, sorry, we know that we know Him. I just want too many no's in there. i yes man, I'm a no man. But um, when we know that we know him, we live in that fellowship with him, don't we? We know and it, we walk Him. In. And it. And it said though that we know that we've come to know him if we obey his commands. In other words, there is an outworking in obedience Now that's good to know, because sometimes you might think, okay, how do I know that I'm a Christian? And sometimes people will say, you just know. What if you don't have that experience, where you just know? Or what if someone says, you know you're a Christian because you hear God's voice in a certain way. And you don't get that voice. Then do you know that you know? Or what if um, you have to have this incredible religious experience, this this glow or this light or this something that goes on you hear people talk about before you could know. Is that what he says? But it's interesting, isn't it? He says, we know that we know him when we obey his commands. That's simple, isn't it? How do you know that you know him when you, you do what you're told, don't you? What's the proof of your faith? Obedience. Now, that might sound a bit funny and we'll talk about Is that saying, so try hard to obey him so then you'll be a Christian? No, it's not saying that. But it's saying, you know you're a Christian because you obey him. He says this in verse 4, The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. But anyone who obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we're in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. Whoever claims to live in him will walk, must walk as Jesus did. So as we know him, we walk as Jesus did. So I'll say this again. I can't tell you, I can't get here and say, obey all the commands, walk as Jesus walked, live like this. You won't be able to do that unless you first have fellowship with him, unless you know him. Jesus said this in John 14 15 if you love me, you'll obey my commands. Again, it's simple, isn't it? When you're in this love relationship with me, you'll you'll do what you're told. You'll obey my commands. Trying to obey the commands doesn't make you a Christian, but a Christian tries to obey the commands. John's already said this is how you become a Christian. He's already said that Jesus has died for you. Uh, This is what he's done. This is how you have fellowship with him through his blood. You're saved by grace, by gift, through believing what Jesus has done. But then when you have faith and you have fellowship with him and you walk in the light, you obey his commands. Obeying, I'll say it again, obeying is not the condition for knowing God, but obeying the commands is the outworking of knowing God. I've, you hear people say sometimes it's not about the commands, it's just about loving God. You've just got to love him. You've just gotta just gotta have that. Love. don't need to read the scriptures actually, I just need to love him. Except for when a person knows and loves him, when they know the gift of grace, they will do everything they can to obey him. That's natural, isn't it? That's just the way it works. In fact, at one point, I might have read this last week or sometime, but Paul says, um, the grace that I'm under makes me work harder. And everybody else. Well, all those others he's talking about in one Corinthians. He said in one Corinthians fifteen ten. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. So in other words, it's all a gift. And his grace was not without effect. In other words, his grace, this gift, did something in me. No, I work harder than all of them. So I work harder than everybody else because I was under this gift. Yet not I, but the grace that was with me. In other words that grace in me caused me to work. Harder than anyone else. So when we trust in the finished work of Christ, when we know that, he gives us his Holy Spirit who brings us to do this work. Now, hear this. All Christians have the Holy Spirit. If you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit. We get tired of that graded approach. People with the Spirit... Normal plebs. Okay? Exciting Christians, boring Christians. All Christians have the Holy Spirit. Do you understand that? Do you believe it? Right. All Christians. And and, and Ezekiel says this. He's he, he's talking about the promise that will happen when Jesus comes. And then he says, and I will put my spirit in you, put my Holy Spirit in you, and move you. To follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws, the Holy Spirit will come into you, and you will be careful to obey His laws. That again, you know, we said, what, what's the sign uh, that you have fellowship with Him? You obey His commands. What's the sign? What's, what's one of the great signs of the Holy Spirit? To follow the laws of God. He gives you the strength to do that. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, well, that's... Christian life, I say that i was sort of saying it in jest because they, you sort of think the Holy Spirit's a turbocharger for an adrenaline kick that'll go on forever. But no, this is saying the Holy Spirit is basic and simple and leads you to follow Christ and, and to obey His commands. The Holy Spirit gives us life and joy and peace. But you see, it, it, it doesn't have to be that great, uh, yeah, i would say it again, adrenaline high. That's not the Holy Spirit. A person who has the Holy Spirit is careful to follow his decrees and careful to keep his laws. So grace, the gift of grace, doesn't abolish God's laws. What the gift of grace does is it internalizes God's law. Puts the law into your heart, writes it on your heart, so that you'll obey it. John said, The man who says I know him but does not do what he commands is a liar and the truth is not in him how can you be born again? How can you receive the Holy Spirit? How can you have a completely new start and not be changed in some way? He's saying if a person sees no importance in obedience or sees the command of God as unimportant, he's saying that person is a liar. The truth's not in him. Now, what are his commands? Well, um, we, we know there's a lot of commands throughout Scripture. Uh, Jesus made a lot of commands. Uh, we know that one of the great commands he made is to love God with all your heart. Well, the whole, the whole Bible said that, and then to love one another. But we also know there's some negative commands, so like in the, in the Ten Commandments thou so shalt not commit adultery, and, and all those. So, what you should do is go home and put a poster on your wall of the Ten Commandments and every other one you can think. It's not saying that, is it? Because, remember, it's the law internalised, and so God gives you a Holy Spirit-informed conscience, and you know the law of God in your heart. Um, Sometimes, uh, you know, we sit there and we dissect the law. At what point, let's just talk about video piracy, at what point is video piracy wrong or right? And when you download that YouTube of the movie which is not really on the Disney channel and it's been taped by someone with a video video is that breaking the law or not and some people say yes and Blah, 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 blah. Or, or, or as I said before how many drinks of alcohol should you have, none 15, 4, 3 2, 1, 8 everyone has a different level what, what I'm saying is the law is internalised the Holy Spirit, you know you know the answer to that question you know at the time you know when the next drink is not the one you should have. You know just—you know when you're breaking the laws of video. You don't need—we uh, don't need to dissect the law and carefully divide it up so that we can tell you how to live your life. The Holy Spirit in you leads you, so that you know His law. It's helpful to read the Word. Because the Word informs us of that law. And sometimes, you know, uh, we, because we've been trained without the law, we don't get those things. So reading the Word and understanding the law from there is, 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 is greatly important because as we learn the law of God in the Bible, the Holy Spirit has something to work with in our lives. We have lots to work with. But since again, right, it means this. Obeying God, for the Christian, for the one who has believed, who has been saved, the great desire of the Christian is to please God. Is that true? I say, is that true of you? It's your great desire to please God. Not, not because it's going it's to bring you into a relationship with God, but because you have a relationship with God, your desire is to obey Him. We love him because we have fellowship with him. And now, that passage finished by saying, we walk as Jesus did. How did Jesus walk? He walked in humility. He walked selflessly, not selfishly. His desire wasn't for his own glory or for his own fame. In fact, he says things like, I love to do the Father's will. It's my joy to obey the Father. The commandments of God. I love to have fellowship with Him. Jesus' greatest gift in life, the greatest joy, was to simply walk with the Father and to do His will. And the Father was delighted in the Son for His obedience. And because Jesus delighted to do the Father's will, what was the result of that? Well, it was our forgiveness. He walked the Father's will and then... That caused the forgiveness of our sins, his death on the cross, and our restoration all came because he His simple love and obedience for the Father. And now, understand this. Am I saying that if you are in a relationship with God, you will obey all his commands and always be perfect? No, you didn't say that because he said in the bit that if anyone does sin, so we walk with the Father, but when we do sin, we have one who speaks to to the Father and other things, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. So it's not about perfection, but you will know that your desire is to obey the commands of God. Can I ask that again? Is your your desire to obey God's commands? I'm not saying, do you always obey God's commands? But is your desire? Because as you do, as you walk in obedience... As you walk in fellowship with Him, which is walking in the light, as you walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, you live in all of the fullness of God, the fullness of joy. You walk from glory to glory. You are being conformed to the image of His Son, Jesus. And as that's happening, we know that we know Him. We know it. Because we're obeying His commandments. I just pray that all of us together can say that today. I know that I know him. I know that I know him. Because of the life I live. I'm going to pray. Father, as, as we talk about your commands and your laws, we uh, we quickly feel a condemnation because we know we haven't obeyed all Your commands and we haven't lived as you've called us to live. In fact, we haven't lived as we've desired to live. So, firstly, we just want to confess our, our faults and our sin to you. And, Father, we want to thank you so much for that promise that when we do sin, we have one who stands speaking in our defence to you. And, Father, we thank you that by his blood you have washed away our sins. Father, I pray that you would teach each one of us more and more of your law, that we might walk in obedience and we might walk in love and we might walk in fellowship with you and the full joy that comes from knowing you. And Father, that you, by your Spirit, might give us a knowledge that we might know that we know. And Father, that we might know you and walk in the depths of of a relationship with you. And I pray this in Jesus' name.